Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Do More Podcast. I am your host, Barrington Williamson. This show is about finding and having real conversations with real people. These are people with real lives, real problems, and real hurdles, but have chosen not to let those everyday obstacles that we all go through hinder their ability to see a better future for themselves. The guests on this show are not going to all be incredibly wealthy. They're not going to all own businesses or even run one for that matter, but what they all have in common is this unique courage to make deliberate choices to do more. Do more for their families, do more for their friends, and most importantly, do more for their future. On this episode, I get the incredible opportunity to speak with one of my good friends from college, Marquez Brown. We talk about basketball, Chicago, his upbringing, mentors, people he looks up to, his why, and his new movement, Be Used. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Marquez Brown on the Do More Podcast. Wes, man, welcome to the show. I appreciate you taking some time to speak with me today. Thanks, man. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely, man. For some of you guys who don't know who Marquez Brown is, he and I got a chance to to know each other through college. Um, but what's crazy is we haven't really got a chance to connect or speak too much since then. So, Quez, man, just introduce yourself to the people. Um, let them know who you are, where you're from, where you currently reside at, and give us a Snapchat of the last 10 years since the last time you and I got a chance to really really connect sure uh i am from uh the west side of chicago born and raised currently live in the south loop area of chicago occupation wise i'm a dean of students for elementary school and just to give you like a recap of the last 10 years i've been in education for the last eight uh working through uh elementary uh being a dean of students i'm working at the college level whether that be admin with admissions or student affairs with multicultural affairs and programming and outreach, things of that. Currently serve as one of the leaders uh, for our youth group for our church. Also, I do a lot of uh, speaking engagements for our youth in the communities, uh, whether that be different basketball camps, um, outreach um, activities, um, as well as just empowering, you know, our youth. Um, I have a passion, you know, just for the upbringing of our youth, uh, being a product of the uh, inner city of Chicago. I feel like that's one of my assignments is to pour positivity, you know, into our youth, uh, despite, you know, what they see um, on a day-to-day basis. That's crazy, man. It sounds like you got a lot, lot going on, a lot of hands in a, in a different pot. So first of all, how you got time for all that? You doing speaking engagements, you doing mentorship, <laughs> You working sure. like how do you find time to prioritize uh, what's most important? Sure, that's a great question. Um, I think it really boils down uh, to priorities and time management. Um, it's it's huge with me, so I'm very structured, you know, to where uh, my Siri is my best friend, you know, just in regards to you know uh, putting down events and you know reminders on things I have to go uh, attend or speak at. Um, so that's like been like my best solution, you know, just making sure I have things put, you know, uh, in my calendar just to remind me as well as discipline myself, you know, with uh, that time management piece. I think that's huge. Um, definitely when you have several um, obligations to go to, just really prioritizing what's important, what can you do uh, later versus what can you do now? 
I'm still struggling with that, just to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I always put stuff on my calendar, and I'm always writing stuff down. But somehow, I still am uh, always chasing time. So, mm-hmm. but well, that brings me to my my first real question for you, man. Is just because okay. I've seen you grow so much via social media and things of that nature. Um, yeah. What sparked this change in you? At least from from my eyes, you've changed a lot. From like overall, just being a human, um, a mentor yeah. to different people, just being just an adult and uh, someone I actually look up to. What sparked Thank the change? Have you you've seen a change in yourself? Oh man, um, I think ultimately it boils down um, to identity, um, who you were created to be. I think that's a, a high emphasis on our lifestyle. Uh, we tend to get caught up, you know, whether that be, you know, for our cases, you know, we met through a mutual connection of just being athletes and we were both, you know, people, uh, uh, people person or whatever. And um, with that being said, it's like you have this title, you know, of an athlete and you have this title that you're so accustomed to. But once that's over, who are you? And I actually went through a phase, um, you know, just seeking my identity. Um, you know, off the court, after being, you know, not being a student athlete anymore, like what else could I offer, you know, to this world? So I think that's very, you know, important uh, to really um, begin to seek um, what you were created to be. And I think once I got a full epiphany and I'm still, you know, growing and learning who I am today, but once you get a taste, you know, or open door of who you are, once you're becoming it motivates you and it keeps you going on uh, transforming. I think that was a big thing with me, just transforming my lifestyle and really um, surrendering, you know, to God's will. We all have a story and it's like pre-planned destiny, you know, that we want to do. But ultimately, it's about what God, you know, wants us to do. Wow, that's crazy, man. And to be completely transparent, man, I have been searching for uh, for those same answers, like, I know there's something definitely more out there for me to do, and that's ultimately yeah. where do more comes from. But yeah. like it, that just took me now. Like this is I had to go through a traumatic event for me to get to the place I'm in right now. So I wish nobody had to go through that to get to the point where they start questioning like what really do I need to be doing and start moving that way. But I appreciate all the work you're doing right now. So I would assume that there's other people around you who are continuing to to motivate you and push you down that path of the least resistance. So who are some of those impactful people that you could point out? Absolutely. So um, just to backtrack, coming out of grad school in, what, 2014, you know, you would thought that would have been the biggest year, you know, of my life coming out of grad school, expecting this good job, and it was the opposite um, to where I had to move back home. Um, I was working um, at a factory for, like, two months before I could really get on my feet and get into a job, and it actually – um, took a man of God, which is who was my pastor. He's my spiritual father. Um, a great mentor, uh, Dr. Matthew Stevenson, um, who really uh, spoke life into me where I was at a dead, you know, place, had given up on myself. And he really began to speak, you know, things that he saw, um, in, in me and just brought a new freshness, um, and empowered me, you know, to be where I am today. So he for sure, you know, played a big role you know, uh, with pushing me into destiny and pushing me into what I've called to do and just pushing me into who I am today. You said Pastor Stevenson? Yeah, uh, Dr. Matthew Stevenson. He's the pastor of uh, All Nations 
uh, Chicago, and he oversees 20 other locations. Wow, that's incredible. And you, you've said seasons, and you talked about your purpose and your why and your faith. So talk to us a little bit about how the church and your faith has played a, a factor in um, you as a person now and then what you ultimately see yourself being in the future. Yeah, to your point, in life, unfortunately, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to experience it. But we all go through devastating seasons, you know, that could be very dark. And you need, spiritually, you need some type of guidance or some type of affirmation to get you through those those tough times. Because I guess society doesn't really shape, you know, we see the American dream. We see these posts on social media, but no one posts you know, when they're going through these dark times and no one posts when they're thinking about, you know, suicide or, you know, the spirit of comparison. So I really believe, you know, when you have a connection with God, it it keeps you grounded, you know, from losing your mind. It keeps you grounded from having a, a worried heart. It keeps you grounded from overthinking small things to where when you have that faith, um, you, you know, you know, there's, there's uh green on the other side, you know, God has a, a open door that no man can shut. You know he has a seat for you at the table, and then you know he's going to qualify you. Even in man's eyes, you may seem disqualified. So, you know, having those, you know, things through God, you know, through your faith and through your spirit is very important, you know, just in this journey of life. Man, you couldn't speak more truer words. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> faith is something that, that's a key word. And if, for yeah. everybody listening, faith is, is that golden nugget? I can't tell you how many times I'm dating uh, my girlfriend now, uh, okay. Kaylee Quant, and one of the things I was telling her, and I keep telling sure examples of having faith and just uh, wishing into existence and putting it out there, and it yep. is going to happen. So yep. beginning at the beginning of this year, we were talking about um, buying a house, and we were talking about uh-huh. uh, possibly buying it in April. And at that time, nice. she was saying, I don't think I'm going to have enough money just because I'm not going to get paid enough. And I was like, just put it out there. Eventually, it'll happen. And then, that's right. La- late last week, um, she put her offer on the house. So I'm like, just look at that. You wow. said You said that we were, awesome. weren't going to have it. And then here, April April 15th, you put an offer on the house. So just, you just got to have that faith and let. That's know that's that. an amazing testimony. It is. It is really crazy how how that works out, man. So you mentioned structure. You mentioned having your faith and and impactful people. But all mm-hmm. that is good and. And Dandy, when it comes to like your background and where you're from, oftentimes mm-hmm. the people that I have conversations with um, are people who come from affluent neighborhoods. You ain't got to worry about too much of anything, whether it be crime or uh, lack of funds or money and things of that nature. But you come from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. So talk yeah. to us about like how that was living in Chicago, being raised and what we know on the outside is being a place of, of danger and things of that nature sure. and how it's kept you on the right track to making sure that you, you see the fruits of your uh, your hard work. Sure, sure. So, yeah, just being um, or living in the inner city, you know, my community was always impacted by, um, you know, drugs or, you know, seeing gang violence. So I could have easily, um, you know, got caught up, you know, in that influence or, you know, got caught up in what was going on. But what really kept me grounded, one, was having an outlet. My outlet was basketball. You know, that saved, you know, me from, you know, uh, spending time in the gym versus being outside or keeping me grounded to where I knew I got to produce good grades in order to play. So uh, that was, you know, one piece. And then the other piece was just my inspiration and motivation 
my mother. My mother had me. She was 19. Um, grew up in a single parent household. She could have easily given up on me and made an excuse. But one thing I can say, I I never saw my mom uh, growing up stages break. You know, she always you know made sure you know I had you know nice things um, from clothes on my back. Um, sometimes you know I didn't have didn't always have Jordans or what other kids had, but you know she made ends meet, and that's one thing I can appreciate to where I looked at her being, you know, a superhero, you know, for me and just making a big impact in my life from back to my point, you know, being 19, she could have easily given up, but, you know, that really pushed her. And I think I was her motivation, you know, for her to go back to school, get her master's degree, you know, complete her bachelor's degree, as well as move up in her corporation to where now she's, you know, been working at a corporation 25 plus years. She's a VP, Northern Trust Bank, and she's doing, you know, really well. So it's like those things, I think, keep you grounded in your why and what's been leading me and driving me to push, you know, to continue to just serve communities and give back to the less fortunate to show them, hey, this is what I come from and this is what I, you know, want to do with you guys. You know, I look at me, look at my story. If I could do it, you could do it too. Man, that's powerful, man. Shout out to Marl, man. She's doing a really good. <laughs> Shout out to Marl. That, that is really what's up, man. And you know, you, you just you hit on a good point. So you had a distraction, and your distraction was basketball. And yeah. for the people of the sports world, we know Chicago loves their sports. And yes, basketball yes, yes. is a breeding ground for some yes. of the, the most talented people uh, that came out of Chicago. So in your opinion, who are the top five basketball players that come from the Ooh, Chicago area? That's a great question. Well, my number one would be Michael Jordan. Just that 90s era, I think it's pretty special now uh, that we're actually getting to relive, you know, that era that I was actually brought up in, you know, through uh, Last Dance. So shout out, you know, to ESPN, you know, for airing that while we're, you know, all stuck in the house. Uh, my second would be Isaiah Thomas. He's a West Side product Zeke she had the opportunity to meet him at a junior NBA conference uh, last year really stand-up dude third would be Dwayne Wade phenomenal guy on and off the court I've had you know opportunities of working with him you know at his basketball camps Derrick Rose I mean the name speaks for itself uh, he's definitely um, a hometown hero I think his name actually falls under the category uh, when you talk about MVP talks um, he's the next one, you know, after Michael George. So I think that's, you know, pretty dope, you know, for a kid from the south side of Chicago, you know, seeing him, you know, several times through like AAU circuit and things of that nature. And then uh, the last but not least will be Tim Hardaway. I mean, the man was cold just with his handles and he, you know, inspired a lot of guards like us, you know, to focus on like on that one-two crossover. He probably still has the deadliest crossover if you youtube you know any of his highlights so that's my top five <laughs> i appreciate it well th those i wouldn't have expected those but uh, <laughs> i gotta i gotta go look at the tim because i have okay yeah. i am not i'm not a tim guy so i must be uh totally out of my realm so i gotta go look at some of those youtube yeah you gotta you gotta check them out i definitely should man well um, it would be crazy for me not to talk about um your uh the new thing that i see you got going on with bu so if you can sure. tell a little bit of people about the mission and ultimately what you want to get out of it, that'd be good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So BU's is um, obviously in this baby stage. Um, God had given me a vision 
you know, with that last year, just on a season, you know, that I was in. But the mission behind it, it stands, you know, be empowered to understand your story that encourages people daily and the mission behind it to complete the assignment. Say one more time for people, man. Yeah. Say yeah, yeah. one more time for people. <laughs> so the mission is be empowered to understand your story that encourages people daily and the mission behind it to complete the assignment. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh, wow. Wow. That's powerful, man. You felt it. I felt Amen. that. I felt, I felt it the second time. Way before. First, first one just threw me off. Second one hit me down. Poor, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Man, so uh, I appreciate the time, man. I appreciate you taking some time to speak to me, speaking to the people, introducing the people who don't know you, who you are, and what you're about. Where can people find you at? What's your social media channel? Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, so my um, all my accounts is Quez, uh, Q-U-E-Z, and then B, B-E, and then used, U-S-E-D, and then the number two. So at Quez, be used two. Well, again, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Continue, Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. Continue to make an impact in the, the Chicago land area. Be used. Thank you. Man, Thank I hope you. we get a chance to do this again. Absolutely. I'll be back. All right, man. Thank you so much. All right. On the count of three, everybody run back to your fantasy. Now, go, 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 go. And on the count of three, go, 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 go. And on the count of three, go, 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 go. And on the count of three, everybody run back.